The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. I'm looking at these bottles right now, Brian, and I'm realizing that we need to print little year neck stickers. Like they do in France, uh, in France yeah. and put them on on the Autotet bottles. A little like, so you, you know, like you get a bottle of French wine and the label is the exact same label that they've been printing for 30 years. But on the, on the, there's a little sticker on the neck that says 2019. Phil just walked in. Hey, everybody. Did you, did you just genuflect did you just bow on your way in i'm trying to figure out where to sit uh, <laughs> anywhere you want man hey everybody welcome to the winemakers i'm john myers with a truncated crew today cold cold opening yeah very cold and it's poor, but poor, not thank you, midwest thank you, cold or not dallas cold uh or, we are, 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 are we'll never be dallas cold no thank you good <laughs> you were saying this morning that we are the warmest spot other the than other than like the southern tip of Florida, which is going to be uh, probably brisk seventy degrees if you live in Miami and that's your normal weather, um, Miami are like fifty five that sixty two that we're going to hit in Sonoma today is the warm. It's like the warmest, the, the you know the edge of California, Excellent. the warmest weather in the country. I'm digging it. Warmer than Palm Springs. Uh, I think Palm Springs probably on the list of. Warmer, the warmer part of California. You want to go to Palm Springs, Phil? No, uh, maybe. It's kind of nice. <laughs> hey, you know what? Some of the architecture down there, those, those houses. Uh, burgeoning food and wine scene in Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah. There's oh, like sure. some. There's a, a lot of money. Couple cool wine bars and like the restaurants are starting to sort of like catch up with um, L.A. Basically, it's people in L.A. Well, it is are LA. taking yeah. their ideas and their money and they're heading. Head into the desert, you know? Why not? <laughs> well, everybody, this is indeed the winemakers. John Myers, Brian Casey, Phil Katuri, Sam Katuri. Good morning, guys. This is the Audutet release show. Yeah. How have I been waiting for this, man? My favorite one. It's our, I changed my whole schedule. Just, just to do this? Just, just so I could hear Excellent. what you guys say about these wines. Thank you, Braden Albrecht. Thank you. Thank you for Braden, your... For, and patience and your longevity. Well, Phil, you've been working long and hard on these yeah. wines, man. Yeah. And why don't you talk right into that microphone, if you would, please? Uh, there we go. You can move it. We can do everything. It's modern. Well, and it's and at some point, I think it would be good, John, to get a, a sort of back history. People that don't know Audutet, what it means. Some people may not know who Philippe Combi is. So maybe start with well, how you guys to, first met. Yeah, the Philippe. first time you met Philippe, because uh, I'm I'm fuzzy on these details. Uh, we I, I sat in on a, a, the tail end of a speech, a talk that he gave uh, in Chateauneuf, and I was supposed to meet him there, but he sort of wandered away. And, and as 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 much as Philippe can wander, I was going to uh, say uh, not very quickly. Wa- wa- wander <laughs> wander away. Deliberate wandering. But rambled. Uh, the, the first time I sat down with him uh, it was at uh, 
the, the restaurant Cesson in San Francisco. It was for his birthday. So that was six, seven, eight. Year, I, I don't know the year. It was with Sasha Verhig uh, arranged it. And uh, we could scroll back through Combi's still active Instagram account. Probably, probably it could. would take a thousand swipes yeah. to get to his meal at Saison with uh, with would, you and Sasha. Yeah, and we met at the. But that was 2015, 2016, I want to say. Yeah, probably right around in there. Yeah. We, we met at a, a hotel there on the Embarcadero. And we were sitting in the bar, waiting for him. He came out out of the. He came down from upstairs, and I don't know if anybody has ever read Rex Stout books. Rex Stout was was, was a uh, uh, um, Nero Wolf was a detective. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nero Wolf was detective. Rex Stout was the author. Was right? the author. Yeah. Nero Wolf was both great names. Uh, a a third of a ton, uh, and. He always was always pristinely dressed, but had a, sort of a crazy t- t- temper. And Philippe walks into the, the bar, sits down. There's a pillow behind him. He, he flings the pillow across the bar because it was uncomfortable because he, he, he got lost in the elevator coming down from up the, the 14th floor because as the elevators only go to certain floors in, 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 the, in the, some of these high-rise hotels. And he was just incredibly frustrated. And then he smiled. And so you, you had this smile that, that you, can, you can't ever forget. And uh, we looked at each other and, and sort of, uh, you know, I was really, I was a little bit nervous because, you know, after he flung that, the, the pillow across. You never know where it's going. You never know what's never know what's going to go. Yeah. Uh, and we hit it off and became great friends from that point on. What were you uh, drinking that night? I actually brought down a bottle of Cayman Syrah. <laughs> and and nice. uh, and, I, and I must have been 14, 13 or fourteen Syrah. And uh, we tasted it, and he really liked it because of the, the the Cayman wines are big and in your face, as we as we all know. And uh, Philippe was bigger than than, than in, in your face, yeah. pretty much. How did you come up with the idea to combine French style winemaking with Sonoma grapes? Uh, th- that came up after a A seven me- uh, meeting that we put together. A seven was an organization. <clears throat> that uh, came together with again with with with, with Sasha. Uh, a, a seven is the main highway that goes through the Rhone Valley, and it was to be an educational uh, organization to open to be a highway to be a line of communication between the Rhone and California, and and we did a big tasting down at uh, uh, in, in in Paso. Uh, that there's photographic evidence of it around all over. It was a, it was a marvelous tasting. It uh, was it was um, sort of like a producers only hospice to run. Yes, yeah. And hospice to run has like the the public aspect of it, and um, you know the grand tastings and the dinners and all the sort of like marketing pieces of it. Uh, A seven was specifically like, especially the first one at Law when it was yeah. much smaller. Um, was very much like 
no press, no social media, no pe- there was there was they weren't a, they weren't allowed. The press was not allowed. This was just educational. And and as much as like the the seminars at Hospice to Run are great, and any ones that you go to, when you remove the PR and sales public marketing piece of a of a seminar, and it's just winemakers and growers talking about growing and making Grenache. Um, the things there's things that that Julian Burrow said at A7 that you know we talk about every day. Yeah, walking through you know every day during during the end of you know harvest. Walking through Grenache and going, I want. Are you guys it's carrying it on? Too, let's wait two weeks. On? Well, it, it's going around in our minds. It's <laughs> <laughs> a perfect place too. <laughs> and uh, the, the uh, Sasha, if you hear this, let's let's bring the ba- get the band back together. Let's do an A seven. We should do an A seven and and A seven Sonoma. A, you know it, it, that was the idea. Brian's Co- COVID COVID got in, got in the way of it, and, and uh, atrophy got in the way of it, um, and but. We we planted this the germinal for for that was a, a conversation I was having with 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 Philippe. Philippe really wanted to work with Symphondel, and he really wanted to work with Petit Sera. Hmm. And uh, and uh, I was there's all this serendipitiness again. <laughs> the, the, there's I believe in serendipity, the, 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 just the, the magic of people coming together. Uh, Isabel Gassier came into my life a little bit before that. About the not a bad thing. And we well, it was it was 2017. That right that we met Isabel. Yes. When it was she was gonna be the Bedrock intern, but she hadn't. She was just traveling with Philippe. um, Yes. She she, translating for him and helping him. You know, like we did that whole tour of. Of Sonoma and Napa. Yeah, and I, I decided not to go to the Screaming Eagle tasting. Something I still, um, I still regret to this day. Clearly. Yeah, because he's because Michelle Gassier was with him, and yeah. the same thing. And uh, 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 Julian um, from from Jig and Das. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Domain Bosquet. Uh, no, no. Yeah, Domain Bosquet. Okay, I'm having a a, For, um, a a senior moment. About the memory of, of 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 that Julian, incredible winemaker. He he was out visiting, uh, and I believe he because that he was out again for another A seven event. And we came out and, and talked, uh, and um, we started. We went around and looked at vineyards, and and they said, "Well, let's do something." Wait, who said let's do something? Philippe. Philippe said, "Let's let's let's." Would you be interested in doing some work in the uh, project together? And I said, duh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, there, there was a lot of, you know, the, then we had to sit down and figure out what the name was going to be. We were going to call it PC for Philip Combi and Phil Couture, but we didn't want to be. Julian Brachet. Yeah. We, we didn't want to be politically correct. PC, yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, it, 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 and, we went and looked at um, Oakville Ranch, and then I took him out to Rossi, and he said, the, the, and, and that's how, again, we started discussing what we were going to do together, and I, and while he was thinking about Zinfandel, I was thinking about about Grenache the whole way, 
And he's and he looked at the video and said, "Yeah, let's 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 do this. Let's do Oakville Ranch Grenache and Rossi Ranch Grenache, and let's present them as 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 a rest, as an expose of terroir." And that's that's where it came together. My big question is. Uh, do you have a favorite kid? No. Do you, do you like Oakville or Rossi better? Depends on the day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> depends on the day. Depends on how the wine is showing. Um, and, you know, there's... Uh, that is the beauty of this collaboration was that one is not better than the other one is the other. They're they're yin and yang. Um, I, you know, I think of just like sitting here looking at the the labels lined up, the three vintages oh, now. The, right the, the eighteen, that. the nineteen, the twenty one, which is what we're we're here for. Uh, eventually, we'll get to the wine as always uh, on the Winemakers Podcast. Um, You're only they're, twelve they're minutes yin and yang. Time, like okay. at, at Oakville Ranch and Rossi Ranch are, are they're farmed to the same exact like the same standards. But um, at Oakville Ranch, the Grenache is sort of like the new and the modern and the slick compared to the 1910 Zinfandel vines at this sort of old rolling hills, you know, farmstead. And at Oakville Ranch, it's all sleek and modern, highest end Ferraris of Cabernet. And kind of tucked into the corner is you walk into a, a different time. It feels like because you have these vines that are head trained on wooden stakes with no trellising and, and you can't see any of the cab. You're like in this its own little like pocket. So the, the juxtaposition in, 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 in of the, the two, in, in the deep V in the deep V the deep, uh, that's right. the name of the block. Right. And, and just like it's so, you know, you look at the the Rossi label and it's the the lighter colored background, the golden glowing winged moon. And then you look at the Oakville and it's the, the dark background, the black background with the, you know, the flying eyeball, you know, the Stanley flying eyeball, the all seeing eye of Oakville. Um, it's, it's two really different places, um, you know, showing really different wines. They've, they've been always been so different from the beginning. Well, can, can you sort of tell people how Grenache ended up, growing in this Oakville Ranch because I think people that know Oakville Ranch know like Maya from Dalla Helen Keplinger, Andy Erickson um, and they basically think of Cab when they think of that vineyard so how how did it end up that there's Grenache up there? Well um, that was me well, of course <laughs> uh, and the, the, the Deep V was planted to Chardonnay it's an area that you couldn't really grow Cabernet in. It was an area that we. Why, could, why couldn't you grow Cabernet? It just it, it stays it, cold down it's, in there. It's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit colder than the exposure. It's not when when you think of all the other uh, blocks of of, of Oakville uh, that that they 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 have this this southwestern southeastern exposures mm. and. and uh, the deep V is a deep V. It's a, it's a canyon. On on the north side of the canyon is Pritchard Hill, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, and that, and in fact, part part of the vines are grown on the property owned by Ovid. <clears throat> All right, when Ovid is one of the one of the premier of uh, Nelson Nelson Johnson. We have the only Pritchard Hill Grenache. <laughs> we could go <laughs> <Right>. back. We're going to restate it and, and so Re- reprint and, and you know the you know AVAs uh, the, the, are all defined by drainages. And, and and elevations and soil types and th- this the deep V is an old creek bed that separates the Pritchard Hill AVA to, from the from Oakville AVA hmm. and uh, I, I, at the time uh, I decided to um, we couldn't we couldn't grow the Chardonnay was not was not any good I said, well, let's, you know, I had planted a half acre of Grenache just to try it out there, you know. Uh, the, the, uh, um, that, older, that older block sort of, the, I the guess, older block, down yeah. in. Mary Minor, uh, when it, it was, uh, was British, uh, when she met Bob Minor, who the owner, that she met him as a, she was doing translations and she was mm-hmm. on a tour going through, through the Rhone Valley. So she was really into to provincial type type of wines, and so I talked to. Her, I said, "Well, let's let's do a half acre of, of, of Grenache and go for it." And so, of course, the the purest that I try to be uh, that I am, I wanted to do head prune Grenache Goublet. and then we went ahead and did the, all the terraces. So there's about an acre and a quarter of Grenache at Oakville. And, and we'll, it's steep. I mean, the edge, the, the walls of the DV. Once you get down in there, like steep. you go, you're overhead and a half from one row to the next on these terraces when probably cut in the in the 90s those terraces yeah the, the, uh. the, historically that was when the, that vineyard was originally planted in in, in uh, uh, 1980 but what did you think you were gonna do with these grapes after you put them after you started growing grenache what did what did you think they where did you think they were gonna go or did anyone even talk about? Oh, I'm going to take those. They were going to go here. They were going to go here. You know, <laughs> but that was a conversation that was had with uh, with myself. Yes. Okay. <laughs> in, in his head. Well, it's yeah. all all part of of, of the, the philosophy of sixteen six hundred to 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 make wines of place, to make wines that are are an expression of of place, and I decided let's let's try Grenache here. You know, there there. There was an old Zinfandel vineyard on Oakville Ranch at one time, mm-hmm. and, and when and there is there is a, a, a and there's still that section of like a field blend the, the Roberts field right field, field blend that is that is uh, Grenache Car- it's not Grenache excuse me Petit Syrah Zinfandel Carignan uh, uh, and, and and that's head trained also right that, that's head trained well it wasn't head trained until I got there <laughs> you know there's there's certain varieties if you're going to grow them to get the most expression that you grow them like they're supposed to be and, and large buried varieties Zinfandel especially you know you think you think about those old gnarly 100 year old Zinfandel vines that, that from Lodi to Asti you know Asti California not Asti Edmont Edmont um but they're 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 primitivo. They're they're, they're, they're 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 made to be grown in that fashion. You know, it's fascinating. You look at maps and you see AVAs divided by a line, right? But to go out there and to see it divided by a creek 
It's just so natural and perfect. Well, that's what those lines are. <laughs> creeks, all creeks. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not all creeks, but there, there, is there are soil type. They're the, based on yeah, geo, you know, geology, geology and geography. And geography. Yeah, because you think you think about Carneros, where Carneros is was the I think there's another one now, but at that time was the first AVA that was in two separate counties. This is Sonoma and Napa. No, and but the, you know, so that that's the, the, the topic for another discussion. But here was um, we uh, really wanted to see what I, what what Oakville would do with, with growing Grenache there. And and have it have it you know be a multi-purpose variety. Uh, some of it is made for for the owner. So she has a couple of barrels of, of rosé made mm. every year for herself, uh, and it was <clears throat> perfect because idea that it's the same rootstock, not the same rootstock because we have different rootstocks at Rossi, but but, but the same clones of of Grenache and Morved. That go into both wines. So, how happy were you with the experiment with Philippe? How happy was are you? Today? Uh, I, I I was ecstatic that, that it's 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 been a highlight of my career. Excellent to to be able to bridge that gap and work with a person who uh, of Philippe's stature and understanding of, of, of Grenache and knowing that, uh, you know, the, the, the it's, it's, it is a definitely a small world and the language barrier had nothing to do. We, we would talk in, in, in our two different languages and understand everything that we're saying because we're after the same thing, taste. Yeah. And then flavor. how... Flavor. How did that conversation go with... Philippe, because he sort of came here thinking about doing Zinfandel or Petit Syrah, and then you show him these vineyards, and so that, does that take any coaxing, or he says, you know what, let's... When, when, when the day, this is the same day that we went to Rossi and went to Oakville, it just all came together. He said, it's, it's express terroir. Because, you know, when when you, th if you think about it, all the wines that... In fact, I remember this conversation. You, you were there. I wasn't there. You guys went to Rossi, and you called me, and you go, Philippe wants to make wine from Rossi Ranch. And then you went to Steel Plow. You went down to Landmark, and he said, Philippe wants to... We want to talk about maybe two Grenaches, one in from Steel Plow, one from Rossi Ranch. And I'm like, okay, great. And and, and we're like, all right, well, but don't... don't let, I think I said, don't... Don't let him take the Oakville away from sixteen six hundred, and and then you drive over the mountain and you go to you probably went to lunch at Oakville Grocer, and then and then you know, where'd we go to lunch? We went somewhere. Oh. I'm sure you went somewhere. <laughs> Press, um, and they don't do lunch, but they did for Philippe, uh, and and then you go to Oakville and you call me and he goes, yeah, we're gonna do it. <laughs> we're gonna do the Oakville Grenache doing it. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it, you know, it, it to me it, it, uh, it was uh, as an experiment, not even an experiment, but as an expression of what Grenache. You know, he he's the king of Grenache, as as dubbed by by Robert, Robert Parker, the Prince of Grenache, um, and God what, of Grenache, Pope of Grenache, Pope I've of Grenache, too. Yeah. yeah, the Pope of Chateauneuf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but. 
the idea of terroir and, and expressing it, and when you sit down, and that, that's why I think that they should be sold as one bottle with two sections. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like the, ca- every time you open one, you have to together. open the other, yeah. and, and uh, because it'd be so much fun to pour. <laughs> <laughs> two glasses, two spigots. We can have, have, have Kia come up with a design on yeah. it. <laughs> Future but, podcast guest Kia, but but no, the uh, the, I, the, the it, it's uh, wines that express the sense of place is is, is our goal in everything that we do. And so, so what's the plan then? Once you guys decide that you're going to do this, is it that Philippe is going to come here and tell, basically show you how he wants things done? Is he doing things differently than you had normally done? Is you know, he is he want to pick we, the we date had, for picking? Like, what does he want? We, we had the wild card in, in in the relationship with 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 with, with Isabel. Is, yeah. Isabel came to work for six for Enterprise Vineyards, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I remember. Um, when when we were walking through Grenache, because you know, <clears throat> I got I I got um, enamored with Grenache at a later date in my life. You know, like I grew up with Zinfandel. Grenache was always always there. <clears throat> I remember the first bottle of of Southern if I drank was a bottle that was at, at uh, I think I think you were there uh, at uh, uh, Diddy Vela's grandfather's house it was from his 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 cellar and i just never you know thought about growing it the way we did and then then uh uh it it, given the opportunity wherever i had a chance to plant some to play with i started doing it and Mm -hmm. and it just it was just a natural a natural evolution because of the flavor profile and as as the farmer I, a beautiful Goublet pruned vine to me is a work of art. That to, to be able to 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 create that that open head and and, and uh, uh, it's what what we do with Zinfandel. That's how I learned how to prune. I learned how to prune on on old vine sin. I learned how to prune on on <clears throat> the mixed black vineyards that that were a combination of the Grenache was always there. There was Merved was always there. Sinso was always there. All these other varieties were, were mixed in. They're all pruned the same fashion. And so it, it just, you know, it, 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 it just it, it evolved on its own. And it, to me, uh, the, the, the love of the, the variety and to be able to, to, to pass that on is why we do out of time. You must have been closely matched on some of your skills and techniques. Where were you closest, and then where were you uh, farthest away from Philippe in terms of how you grow and how you make wine? <clears throat> the growing part of it was um, was there from, from from the get-go, from the time that I, I you know I met the. Uh, Julian Barreau, uh, Florent Lanson, the times I spent in Chateauneuf with these before I met and started hanging out with, with Philippe, the growing part of it, they respected what we were doing. And then the understanding of the techniques to make Grenache properly, that's where the protocol of, of Philippe came in. And the big thing that was stressed 
was excuse me was the non-alcoholic uh, extraction of the Grenache, the cold soak. I have it break down for 10, 10 to twelve days, so you the, the the color the, the the essence of the skins are breaking down before there's any alcohol involved before the fermentation process starts. That and he was. The 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 the, the, the you know there all these techniques that have been that, that you know I was at a, this Oakville tasting the other day and cabs and people were talking about you know, there's people that do delastages on Cabernet at this point that that, that was brought in by by Michelle Milan you know there there so is the combination of their their f- philosophical aspect or, or their their, sec, their their nature of growing it and, and how they made the wines in Europe that he brought to the table to us. And, and uh, it, 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 the understanding of, 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 the, of the grape, because uh, you know, every, every, time, every time you do a fermentation, every time you're making wine every year, you're learning something new. And, and, that's, what, and, and that's what, there's a formula, but the formula is always, or a recipe is, flexible. is, is always flexible. It has yeah. to be flexible, because it has to express the year. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not a winemaker. I'm a grower. Yeah, and so though his, but, but I'm a wine grower. <laughs> did <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did, when he started telling you about the different ways that he wanted to do cold soaking or or uh, gentle pump overs or anything like this, did any of it surprise you, or you said, "Oh, this is that sounds that sounds like a good idea." Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Well, we you know we always had Isabel translating translating. Yeah. And. And um, not, it translates the wrong word, interpreting. Right. Because um, she was taking, and still takes, Combi's philosophies and his, and his strategies. Let's do the 21s. What's your reaction to the uh, 2022 Grenache Rosé? Um, so had? when we first <laughs> poured it, when we started talking, um, it, was way, it was way too cold. Um, but as it's warmed up and it's on in the glass, it, it tastes, it, it doesn't taste like, but feels like really good white burgundy. The texture of it, the acid structure. So th- that's been my experience with the Autotet Rosé from 19 forward was that I almost, and, be, and part of it is because the first bottle that I was ever presented didn't have a label on it. It was a shiner that you gave me and said, take this home, drink it, let me know what you think. And it completely blew my mind because the color freaked me out at first on that 19. Because was that like the uh, the famous olive, the olive, pa- ra- you know, ra- uh, no, no, onion skin. Yeah. I don't remember what writer said it, the onion wrapper. Um, and then it had this weight to it that I wasn't used to. And so I thought it was a skin contact wine just based on the color before I even smelled it or drank it. And then when I drank it, I said, holy shit, this is like a, it's like a white burgundy with skin contact. Like it was weird. It, it, I wasn't, I didn't know what to think of it. And then when you told me, oh, this is the, the rosé, I was like, holy crap, you guys are, you're going on in another direction here. This is like not your porch pounding, pool sipping rosé. This is like. This this is going down another road. It's what rosé started out to be with the old the wines that were originally produced in Taval, which I have I was uh, it took, you know, again falling into that rabbit hole of trying to find out where, how this came about. That that 
the, 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 these, the, 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 that's how those rosé came came about was those, those uh, carbonic macerations that went on into Walt. Yeah. I, just like tasting this, right? Um, so this is the 22, the new Adutet rosé. And the reason that the rosé sort of like fit into this two crazy fills, two crazy vineyard uh, was, you know, we <laughs> wanted to get something out quickly or as quickly as we could with with Adutet um, that showed the seriousness of where we were intending to take this project. So the 18 Adutet Rosé came out in you know June of, of 2019 before we even bottled the red wines. Um, you know, long before we bottled the red wines. Um, and we've stuck with it just because, you know, taking Rosé as seriously as Philippe and Isabel took winemaking um, makes just, you know, it, does, it, it, was, it takes it to an, a whole other level. It's, it's way beyond porch pounding summertime fair. And again, <laughs> it, you know, which I don't have a problem with. We love, we love those wines, but um, it's, it's just the different. Auto, that, yeah. that sip of the Auditeur Rosé at essentially just below room temperature. No. Yeah. Um, well, and even the presentation, of a, the of a wine that you could possibly get. What yeah. did you yeah. pour, Brian? So, um, well, I just want to mention that even the, the Auto Tet Rosé is in dark glass. Right. It's there's an intention of it laying down in the cellar. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that I think a lot of Americans aren't used to, especially when they go to wine lists for things like Sauvignon Blanc and Rosé. They look at the most current vintage and they think that's what they're supposed to be drinking, something fresh. Um, but those of us that have had French Rosés, like, like um, you know, from Chant Bleu, where they they hold their Rosé back. You're not right. getting, you're not drinking the 22 and in, in 23, you're drinking the 19. Right. There, there are serious, yeah. Yeah, there, there are serious white wine or a serious rosé. There is, there's made serious, and that's you know the the, the that's why it's the, the beauty now that with the three vintages that we're presenting, and the, the, the this rosé was the first our first endeavor, and after Philippe passed away, and, and it was something that we had to that we discussed and are we going to abandon this project? No, we're, we have, because of, of, of the, the, as students of, of Philippe's and Isabel as, as being what uh, did, you know, we were fortunate because she did her internship with, with, with yeah, Philippe and was, was like able to connective uh, tissue. Yeah. And so that as we go farther forward over the next 20 years doing this, It'll always be twenty more years. <laughs> well, I, I can't wait to taste these wines when they're twenty years old. I mean, that's 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 what these wines are made for. Right. Sam texted me this morning and said, "Hey, we're going to try all the vintages. People have a lot of questions about how long they should lay these down." And I, I was, I didn't know how to respond to that text because I said, "Well, we don't know." Right. What was, so we, don't, was, we don't know. But I just Rossi. Um, uh, Rossi on your left, Oakville on your right. right. Yeah. And we're gonna taste the 18s and night. So this is the 22s, or the 21s. 21 that are, reds. Um, we didn't make a Audutet in 2020, um, for for obvious reasons. Um, it was an act of God. It was an act of God. <laughs> um, and 
So the 21, so 18 and 19, we're going to taste after these. Just to sort of like check in on them. I mean, we've tasted them a little bit. We have what the, one of the 19s on the menu currently in the tasting house, right? We're, pour, both, we're pouring both of the 19s. Both of the 19s. Um, and then we're starting with the, with the rosé. Splashing with some rosé. Yeah. Um, and... And then the 18s, which we don't taste very often, there's not a, a ton left of. Um, just to sort of like check in on it, you know, it's 2024, barely, but you know, we now can look at six years, five years of age on these wines, um, you know, four, three and four years in bottle, and really kind of get a sense of maybe how much longer they can go and where they're at as far as what, drinking them now or not. What, what I think. Buy more than one bottle so that you, you can you buy a case. <laughs> yeah, and maybe drink two or three of them after you buy it, and then forget about it. And then every year, buy, pull pull it out. And uh, people people that work in tasting rooms will you know will say that, and people think it's a marketing tool like to get people to buy more wine. But it's honestly, especially here, what happens here is you come here. <clears throat> you try a wine, you like it. If you buy a bottle or two, the next time you come back, it, there's not going to be any. Right. Um, so th th that's the thing with these wines. It's small production. The idea is that it at least get six and open one a year um, or one every other year um, to, to go on the journey. And then you forget about the one, and then in 15 years later, you pull it out, and then they go, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the... the you know, um, blow the dust off of it. Blow the dust we actually, off. We um, we discussed on last week's episode um, what it's like to go. John asked what it's like in your cellar, what there is, but also sort of just like a description of of walking down into that old. It's not even that old, but a um, dusty old room you got died. cut and cover. <laughs> Barton knew the, the term cut and cover. I, and I heard from Dave Hayes today, and uh, he said that was fascinating, just <laughs> talking about Phil Seller. And, and, oh, I, I did get dissed, by the way, because I haven't been invited, and I think it was Brian who's... No, maybe, nobody's ever invited. They just got to show up. <laughs> maybe you did something to Phil. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all yeah. right. Well, this... Well, you, and and you know, about age... I, I could I could say this. You know, maybe I'm, I'm the oldest here in this, or John and I are. The older you by years, Phil. By year, yeah. years. You're yeah. seventy-two. Yes, you got, I'm seventy. I'll be seventy-two right. this year. Yeah. Right. You're born in fifty-one. Yeah. I was born in fifty-two. Hey, we, and I, the I, best, and, we saw the best bands. We had the best pot. We had, you know, everything. Yeah. We brought the best pot to the world. Yes. <laughs> but. The, the you know I I have a fifth it was given to me last year when I was visiting Julian uh, Barreau he gave me a, a fifty two shout enough that I was supposed to open on my seventieth birthday I haven't so I'll make sure that you're there as a, as a magnum there you go Beautiful. but if, if you think about how Grenache is, is you know wines are we we sell our wines before the, if we could sit on them for five years eight years before we could sell them. That'd be the best thing, but you, that's what we have to do as cellarina. When I buy, when I buy wines, I put them away. You know, you know, you know I can, I like, I like, I, I prefer age on. Them. There's nothing, there's nothing better than tasting younger wines. Um, but taste young wine, drink old wine. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. even if it's old wine, I'm tasting it right now and I'm drinking it. 
That's it. I don't put down. I mean, I, my only bottle that I really have saved is your 2010 Severson cab. Or, yeah. You know, I mean, it's a Magnum, so that's good. Uh, you know. And just keep waiting for the right time. The It is this sort of, like, weird dichotomy in um, making wine and selling wine is um, we make wine... You, know, you you want your wine to last a long time and to age well and gracefully and develop and get better as it you know in the cellar, um, but most people buy wine and drink wine, so you have this you know you have to make wines that are buy and drinkable, um, or at least have some or have wines that can do that and do both, um, and that has been a challenge with Adutet because because of those these you know extended macerations the the 10 days cold soak before fermentation starts the 2 weeks uh of um post you know post fermentation of on the skins they're built for the long haul and and have you know take a little while to come out of their shell um you know i always recommend opening them an hour or so before serving them for sure um but i, I think and maybe it's a function of the vintage too the 21s you know 21 was such a just it was a sigh 21 was a sigh of a vintage it's after 20 and picking grapes in smoke-filled skies wearing n95 masks a because you're worried about the smoke, and B because you're worried about COVID and all this. You know the bullshit of, of twenty twenty, twenty twenty one. Everything just sort of like took a deep breath and relaxed a little bit. Uh, the wines, the the vintage, and it, you taste these twenty one Adutets, and I kind of feel like they're the most drinkable now of any of the hundred percent, right? Hundred percent. These are the out of all the three vintages. Definitely the more approachable upon release, where but still similar in in ways that the Rossi Ranch for me over the past couple of vintages has been aromatically more approachable at the beginning, and then the Oakville Ranch has had this this mineral graphite core flavor profile to it that is intriguing, but you almost you you almost want to. I want to know what that's going to be like down the road. Um, but then it switches. Then six months later, you open them up, yeah. and aromatically, the Oakville is jumping out of the glass. Yeah. It's um, Phil, I have a question about the actual um, growth and development of the grape itself. After you've planted, and it's been there five years, let's go... 10 years down the road how does it how does it change as it gets to be an older vine you, 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 in the I Ching they talk about youthful enthusiasm you know and, and the when when you're youthful the the, the there's there's a, there's a different expression there, there's there's a different vigor in the plant and in the fruit itself you know, doesn't mean that a, 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 a young vine can't make incredible wines because they can, but as they age, they they get a little more set in their ways and they a little more exact in the flavors that they're coming out with, uh, and a little more depth. Yeah, the, the, the you know how depth and, and the, the the roots are are uh, 
uh, are uh, are extracting more from the soils, and the, they 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 tend to get a little bit more in, ba- in balance. You know, they're they're not sometimes they're not quite as uh, as that muscular athlete that 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 you are when you're in in your twenties. And in, in a blind when it's in this fourth, fourth, fifth, sixth year, they're just like, boom, they're, they're out there taking over the world. And then as you get older, the, you already have, already have control of it. So that's what the, and that's what the wines do and the wines do. The, 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 the fruit becomes a little more exact. Is there ever a peak in the growth of the vine and the grapes that... The older the vine, the better. That's the beauty of uh, that's the beauty of it because there, there, there isn't isn't a peak, in uh, and uh, the 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 ability to to, de- to deal with older vines is, is is why there's a lot of things that we're doing now to make sure that the, we could go get twenty five or thirty year old cabernets uh, with 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 the large buried varieties it's easy they they have a tendency to last longer because of the the pruning style and and this ability to withstand uh uh of the fungal extraction of, of utypa but um you know that's why it's always every every year is is, is an explanation an uh, explaining what is what's happening and I'm marking that time how old are the oldest vines that you deal with on a regular basis uh, the stuff at, at, at Old Hill goes uh, goes back to the 1870s, 90s, I think. Uh, oh. Rossi's 1910. You know the the, the and uh, Bar- 18, 1882. 1882. Yeah, yeah. Good, that's why I have him around. He has a memory. <laughs> <laughs> As you can know, you don't remember everything, but no. Um, but it, it's the, 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 dealing with older vines is so much is is uh, um, you know it, it's a it's a luxury. Well, obviously these are amazing, but you know, the, the, and I the, still taste the difference. 20, 20, 20, 21 across the board is, is a it's a big tannic year. There's used tannins in there, but the 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 uh, the, the it was a, it was a real a real ripe a real ripe year, and the fruit flavors. And, and what's interesting to me in in twenty ones is the expression, the, how expressive. Oakville is at this younger age, yep. and, and from the, the when when we tasted them uh, last week, t- yep. ten days ago, it just uh, it blew my mind. O- Oakville has, and that's the beauty of of, of the of the vineyard, uh, has this little bit of a, this tightness, and it has, and it's grown in this. It's full of all around. It, it's full of mountain lilac. So there's there, there's this aromatics that happens in the spring and and and. And the chaparralness of Oakville's environment uh, that comes through as the, the wines age, the, the beautiful aromatics. Yeah. What, what How do you lilac looks like? Mountain lilac. How uh, do you taste these, Brian? As a sommelier, what uh, are they telling you? Well, I mean, the, what's fun is that I've gotten to uh, try so the different you know, vintages, yeah. and how they've changed now especially the the oakville ranch the 18 especially and then a little bit in the 19 where it was a little tight like you wanted to coax it out of the bottle and now with the 21 it's like it's it's peeking its head out and it's showing itself right when you're opening up the bottle 
way more than it ever was in the 18 and 19. It's almost like it's come into its own and it's starting to kind of show off a little bit, um, the vines up there. And then aromatically for me, the, the Rossi Ranch has always been like a, like a prettier um, uh, floral and, and herbs on the nose, whereas the Oakville was, was, um, was just like darker. It has this. More austere. Oh, there yeah. is a difference. That's for yeah. sure. And and that that dif- that's terroir. I mean that that's yeah. you know the, the, they're they're both hillside. Rossi's the elevation is probably four hundred feet to the highest point where the where the where the, where the Grenaches, Oakville is at six hundred feet. Um, Oak, Oakville is is, uh, is a d- definitely a different soil type, uh, and they're picked within two three days of each other a week. Is at the most. I think I'd have to look at the the exact harvest dates here, but they're 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 being they're 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 being. Uh, you usually pick Oakville a couple of days earlier than. Yeah, two, yeah. Well, yeah. how does terroir translate into taste and bouquet? That's why you're here. <laughs> that's why you're tasting these wines, because that's that's how does it translate. As how that's the elusiveness of of our descriptors of it, but you're tasting the same clone, the same plant material, on um, um, planet grown, the same grower. Terroir is aspects, slopes, soil types, and the attitude of the grower. So the attitude of the grower is coming through on both of these, but you're tasting the soil, the aspect, the 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 neighborhood of where it's grown in, and and that's why we did this so you could sit down and say wow this is these 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 are two distinct wines made by the same person fermented this with the the, the same native yeasts dealt with but in the winery exactly the same and they're definitely they're 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 unique so the question is to you is why why? But that's not just a question with these wines. That's a question with anyone. Yeah, but with I, wines in general is like, why is a that a thing? I mean, and there's people that don't believe in terroir, which blows my mind that they. I mean, I think that this is proof in front of us of terroir. <laughs> there yeah. are the they the same oak. The same. The protocols are no, the, the soils, soils are soil. everything. The soils are different. The the, 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 the speckles, microclimates are different. loam at, 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 at Rossi. And uh, I'm, I'm having a senior moment, but it's a red, the red soil series that's the tombs. Red Hill clay. Yeah, it's, that 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 is grown at in, in Oakville. Uh, they're definitely they're different soils. They're a different uh, ecosystem with the same plants. If if if, 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 if because of, of of it's a little further a little further east. Um, and, um, but it's only what five miles difference? Probably as a crow flies, it's probably yeah, more like yeah. 10. Okay, you know, because th- this Oakville, I mean, Rossi is on the slopes of Sonoma Mountain, then you got the Sonoma Valley to go through, you hit the Mayacamas, then from the Mayacamas, you got to go across to the, Va- the Vaca Range, and, and the, this is the on, on the the western slopes of the Vaca Range. So as a consumer, the Oakville tastes more complex today. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? You Right? Uh, I mean, I, I, t- 
to me, I would say that maybe the complexity is that it's, it's, it's um, just kind of showing you a little bit of itself, but then I think it's actually holding back a little bit. I think there's a lot more over the next 20 minutes, hour, that that's going to bring. So you talk about complexity now. W w just wait a while. Unfortunately, we're going to try the other two vintages. Well, so no, no, we're, we're going to. Unfortunately, we're going to leave these. I'm going to get two more glasses. Oh, good. Okay, I like. Be because we wondered, <laughs> we wondered how many glasses we should put in. Yeah. We asked about that. Before we're going to have three, and, and, and now we're going to have six. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to we're going to start going backwards <laughs> knew, in time. I knew, Brian. I knew we should have just done it from the start. I mean, the, 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 these wines are, are made to, to, to be enjoyed like this. And Thank you, I Brian. can tell you, they are. See, I can't, I can't carry glasses like that. <laughs> He's a professional. Don't yeah, do I, this at home, kids. Brian's <laughs> a professional. I'm, uh, I'm sitting over, I'm getting lost into Google Maps for the moment, uh, measuring by the crow flies a distance from, it's, I think it's a little further than we. TerraVision. Uh, you were pretty spot on, Phil. Google says 11.89 miles straight line Oakville Ranch to Rossi Ranch. I said 10. You said 10? Yeah. yeah. Well, it takes me 40, 40, 49 and a half minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? That long? Is well, that you know, I, I, I'm an old man. I drive slow. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> It depends on if I get lost on top. Yeah, John's of a race car driver, Dad, so he doesn't understand driving with. It. Have you seen that the, the new Ferrari movie? I have. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, well, really well done. Yeah, I really want to see it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, you, you know, on those Italian roads, you know, you don't have to race. You just go out and drive, <laughs> and have so much fun with the top down. You know? So it's like <laughs> perfect. Hey, that's exactly what we're doing this afternoon: taking Joan's car over to Jenner. Uh, so she has a, you, you bought your wife a Ferrari? No, no, no. She's got a old uh, Mercedes two seater convertible. Oh, cool. That oh, she bought her. That she bought herself. <laughs> I. And she lets you. But you know, it's twenty five years old, so you know, it's getting to be uh, a classic. Oh, definitely, it's beautiful. It is a cool car. Yeah, I love it. But uh, she does get to go drive a Ferrari out at Sonoma Raceway <laughs> in August, so that's going to be fun. That was her big Christmas present. She, hey, I'm lucky that I have a, a wife that loves it as much as I do. <laughs> so. Such different years. Oh, boy. I mean, oh, boy. Now what are we drinking here? So the 19 Rossi on your left. So you got it's got. I know that's how it lines up on the when you're looking at the bottles, but Rossi right, just because it's easy to say. Rossi on the left, Oakville on the right. There's a big difference between... The new and the old. old oh, yeah. So this is going from a 2022. 2021. 21 back to a 19. 19. Ni ni 19. Up, 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 up. Wow. That 19 was a spectacular vintage. The 18 and 19 together are spectacular. The 21 is... Marvelous in this twenty-three. Who who knows? It could be. It could go down as one of the, one of the vintages of the century. For which? For what vintage? Sorry, you, 20, 23. 23. 20, 23. I'm just so excited about it. This afternoon we'll be we'll be tasting twenty-threes. 
So I've heard that, but you, you know how you never know if it's hype that people are, you know, you see on social media, people are saying, oh, it's the vintage of. It's not hype. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so uh, bullish. Is that what you say when you're in the stock market? On, on 23, the flavors are just, it's it, the, the length of the growing season with the mildness of the weather. Uh, you know, it's hard to say it was a cool growing season. I mean, it was kind of cool was, and wet cool. at the end, but um, just like the uh, slowness with which things ripened. Mm, I, I don't, you know, it was like. Just let it have a very mellow, healthy year. Totally. You, you know what? The, 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 the Oakville is shy. I was going to say the exact it, same thing. So it is. This is what I mean in the 21. It's kind of peeking its head out. In the 19, it's. It's shy. It's exactly right. And, and, and tasting lot. Whereas the Rossi is jumping out of the Yeah, the, the, the Rossi is this, this flamboyant. Which which I found with a lot of the 19 Sonoma and Napa Reds, that aromatically they were sort of jumping out of the glass. Mm-hmm. This, this Oakville, it, and this has been open about an hour, hour and a half at this point. Yeah. And it's still still has reticent, been, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but then you put it in your mouth, and the, the silkiness of it, is, uh, you know, it, it has 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 but has the mature flavors compared. To the the twenty one is is I don't want to use the word bubble gum, but it, but you know, as 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 you put a, a piece of 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 juicy fruit in your mouth at first. How it just the twenty ones are like that, yeah. but as as, they, as wine get older, that gets calmed down and becomes more of a more of a subtle intricacy and depth in the wine, yeah. and that's you know, I, I you know, one of the few things that I buy a lot of is is is, is wine and in my cellar. I do have when <laughs> Well, what it, else do you buy a lot of? <laughs> Concert tickets and wine, pretty wine. much. Uh, that's the only two things I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, this is but, exactly what you've been working for. But I, I can't. I can't. I, I love white. I love younger wines, but I want them five years old. Yeah. You know, the the, the 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 this nineteen right now is is going into its, its five, five, five fifth year. year. So are, and it's hitting a magic spot. You're yeah, being sure. like Orson Welles. I'll drink no wine before it's time. <laughs> no wine. <laughs> but, and, and, yeah. but, but, Classic. Classic. Slurry. Paul Masson. Citizen Kane was my favorite. I like it. Yeah, it's an incredible movie. Rosebud wine. Somebody made a rosebud. Somebody probably did make a rosebud. Cold, it, was, it was probably cold. like wine that the, you the just cold, is so desired company. and sought after that you whisper its name on your deathbed. Should probably work on that. You know, my, my, my dad was. But marketing. You, 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 the, 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 I'll have a little, little border right here between the marketeers and the. Uh. <laughs> my dad was in school when. Um, the War of the Worlds radio broadcast mm. was on. And it was a program they right. regularly listened to, and all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh, you know, Mars attacks. And well, <laughs> wild. The only person I'm missing here is, is wish Isabel was here to, to, to taste this with us. And, and, and Philippe. And Philippe. How do her tastes differ from yours? Oh, I, I think everybody has a different... A different a, a, a different expression that, that, that they and how they express what they taste uh, but just you know as 
as, as the winemaker, as, as, as the, the, the director, uh, uh, and the, the interpreter of Philippe. Um, you know, to get back to why, why you know why we're here because of celebrating Philippe on this. His, his birthday is if you're listening. The show comes out Friday. His birthday will be is Sunday, the twenty first. The twenty first, January. There's a glass. Yeah. Oh my God, Brian! I need a photo of that. Hang on, hang on, stop. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like ninety five glasses in his hand. Brian, the way you're supposed to carry glassware. Yeah. If, don't if, if don't do this at home. If you were working for yourself, you'd fire yourself. I'd fire at any hotel or restaurant. But you know, as as we, the the for everybody out there in, in listening land, and I'm sure uh, we're all serious winemakers and wine drinkers here. There, there's nothing more exciting to do a vertical, and to to see those those different marks in time. Knowing that th- these these the, the Grenache is the last grapes that we normally harvest every year, and the, to see, see beyond them. cab hanging lately, lately, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. or right around right around the same time. The only right. vertical I've ever done is a silver oak ten year vertical. Yeah, one of the yeah, it's, they're, it's amazing because you you think. You know, uh, uh, it's a it's a memory of what happened at that at that point in time, and the the times that we've had around this table, with with Philippe sitting with, there. I, I, I like that we've yeah. you know we Bart, out of Bart didn't make it today. I'm sure it's it's uh, MLK Day. He has his his kid home from school. I think it was Bart um, right now. I know. I think this our um, custom- guests guests yeah. guests Welcome of winners, guests. the 16600 tasting house experience which they're going to get by their host getting up pouring them wine and then coming back to talking to microphones hopefully uh, <laughs> he's so good at this though he's born to do exactly what he's doing you you you, 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 you smell the oakville right now and you get that mountain lion you get that the the the, the, the 18 now the what 18. are we tasting the 18 the so 2018 same uh, Adutet, rossi on your left are you selling verticals here. like this? Are they available? It's all for sale, John. <laughs> <laughs> we know we are um, we are, we are going to include a limited amount of verticals uh, oh, listed on the website with this, yeah. this release. Think yeah. of this. Here are six no, this bottles. Is, this is three years. Um, this is exactly how <sighs> this is supposed to be done. Phil's having I, fun. You know, opening a great bottle of wine. For dinner, for hanging out with your friends is 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 awesome. Getting to taste a basically a vertical horizontal tasting. We're we're going both directions right now with the two vineyards and the two vintages. Um, is where like oh my god, wine <laughs> wine matters. It's it it's the combination of the hedonistic and, and academic exploration. That's perfect. And 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 it, you know, and if you're it, it hits all those triggers. It it hits all those points that, um, you know, all the dopamine, all the serotonin, all the just like it satisfies your curiosity. All the dope in me. All the dope in me. Yes. All the dope in you. All the dope in me. The dopamine. <laughs> the dopamine. Dopamine. <laughs> 
my uptake is really awake right now. Man. <laughs> like, yeah, this is good. Well, and consistently, the Oakville presents itself as a more complex bouquet. Yeah, yeah it does. It's, it's, I'm not sure why, other than back to the terroir. But, you know, what you is know, it I, chemically I, that does that, Phil? Do you know? Why it, why it does that? that that's, the, that that's, that's, you know, if we had an Oakville Cabernet here the, of the same vintage... Along. You'd do the same thing. You'd do the same thing, because when it, when the 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 the, the Oak, Oakville grapes hold the acidity through through the through heat spikes, and, and that's a part of of, of, the, of the again the expression of the terroir, and um, the and I think when I tasted the the eighteen. The 18 is more uh, almost as, as expressive as, as, as the, the 21. 21. The, the the 19 Oakville is the shy one, and the 19 Rossi is is shy also. Is shy also. Um, you know, I, I was expecting my, my um, as I were you know was putting this together in my mind. I was like, all right, what we're gonna say is um, drink the 19s and save the 18s. But I don't think it's. I think it's the other way around right now. I think the the ninth, the eighteen is really um, coming into its. For every nineteen that they buy, you buy some twenty one <laughs> that you drink. <laughs> For every eighteen that you drink, you drink. You buy another twenty one, so you can always keep it. Re- re- keep yes, yeah, just keep our, that. But that uh, spot in your cellar. You know, I, I I I I would love to do this on the on the on the twenty fourth of February when when Julian is here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Julian Barrow coming in for who mm-hmm. oh, to me is, you know incredible. We'll go all Oakville. Going to do a podcast, huh? Yeah, we're going to uh, okay, uh, from Domaine de, Bar- de la Baroche, uh, make you know pure, the the white label hundred year old Grenache, yes, and then now the red label pure. He told me he's not welcome if he doesn't bring some of the pure Claret Blanche. Um, joking. Kind of. I have some. I know. So S- save um, for that. Let's let's take this down to reality of running a tasting house. Okay. What percentage of people are favoring the Oakville and what, on the other hand, for the Rossi? You know, it goes pretty 50-50. I, th- I think we could probably look at that. For a long time, the Rossi was the frequent favorite. I think lately it's shifting a little more towards Oakville. Um, you know, if there's a flaw in the Autotet program, um, especially pouring them in the tasting room... Is that it invites comparison? Comparison as opposed to um, just, that's a good thing. Yeah, but I, you know, it's I don't necessarily want somebody to say this one's my favorite over this one. What I want people to talk about is, well, this one has these aspects and differences than the other one, and this one has these differences and aspects, that, and 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 then you know, what are the similarities? Um, Will you, you know, sell one without from, the other? What's that? Will you sell one? I mean, you've, oh, yeah, no, you've totally. always packaged you buy them with the, together. My hat? <laughs> right. we can sell, sell whatever we have don't here. sell your glasses. You won't be able to make it home. Um, it, it, seeing glasses, not wine glasses. Um, wine glasses are for sale. Um, so no, it, it's just, you can buy one. You can buy single bottles. You can buy, on the, with the release, um, to get all three, you can get all three, and the those in price incentives to buy to buy all three to buy the two at the same time. 
Um, but all of there'll be individual bottles available as well. It's just you know, it is. I've always bought the bottles, <laughs> and, and we've had people on social media who, you know, who've gotten the opportunity. The you know, just, uh, the, the eighteen. Yeah. So the, the, the Brian, who just came back after working, and, and and you know, the question comes in as, as people come through the tasting house and and, and taste. Is there a favorite? Or is it, is it an elusive favorite? That's the great thing about wine is that everyone has a different favorite. And it, initially when we did this last year, we were pouring them side by side. And I think we found out that what was happening when you poured them side by side is people were picking. It almost became a competition mm-hmm. of what they like better. And so now we're, we're pouring them one after another. We're pouring them so people can appreciate each wine individually the uniqueness of <clears throat> right and Do they they still have no 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 and they still have that flavor in their mouth from the previous wine when you pour the next right. which, which one would you pour first which one which one would you present on, on uh, present first for me it's always rossi just because of aromatics that it, it sort of invites you in and then and then when i get to oakville for me, it's all about the palate. Um, <clears throat> and and, and to, to, sort of to answer a question that you asked a little a while back, John, the only the major difference between the two blo- the two blocks are the Rossi is six years, seven years older from when it was planted. And, and, and are we seeing a maturation difference, a, a, a vine maturation? And, and that's, you know, I, I, I don't know. For me, that this 18 Oakville is, um, like, I <laughs> I want to get in a time machine and see where this thing's going to go. Yeah, yeah. It's It still has an incredible tannin structure to it and is... Um, Whereas I don't think the 19 doesn't have that same feeling. But this 18 is just got a long life ahead of it. This wine pairs incredibly. I don't know if it's playing from the Rose Room or Sirius XM. There's Dark Star playing in the background right now. Uh, The Oakville... Adu Ted and Dark Star. I'm not usually like a wine and music pairing kind of person. uh, But there's something just like... Those extended notes, the you, the, you don't know where you're, it's going. The, the melodic, yeah, the sort of the like exposure. long a long melody, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm getting a something on these wines that I that I pouring its light into ashes, Brian. There's, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever had crab apples before, mm-hmm. but I'm. Get, I'm starting to notice a crab apple flavor in these mm-hmm. wines, where it's almost there. It's an apple flavor, but it's a, it's a tightness it's to a, it. Yeah, it's yeah. a crunchiness. Yeah. It's a yeah. Um, yeah. higher toned acidity yeah. um, to it. Yeah. Not not with acid, just with like this this base of it. Um, well, you, you know, the Philippe. All I gotta say is thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for for. Being you, number number one, and, and being part of part of our lives, and I I, I really hope and uh, that that we're able to carry this on with with your spirit 
because in, in your spirit of, of, of uh, exact flavor, you know, and, and to celebrate flavor, because without without Philippe's influence, we wouldn't be doing this. And one of the coolest things for you me keep is keep his name on the back label. Yeah, I mean yeah. The, the new vintages. The, yeah, he's he'll, he's always part of this, and well, he's always you know the the voice in your ear making the wines, walking the vineyards, tasting through as it ferments and, you know, the extended maceration, you know, the, the I love this release, the 21s and the 22s, because it's the last vintage that Philippe was involved in and the first vintage without him with the 22 Rosé and um, experience because of, and, and Isabel going home. So this was, the 21 was, was me and Jack tasting through and talking to Isabel every day and the craziness of the fermentation and the post-fermentation where the tannin expression and reactivity ebbs and flows and and picking that press date on on the ebb of the of the tannic reactivity so it's as opposed to the peak of it because the peaks are are intense um and to see this these wines um evolve and and know that it's philippe's voice in our ears and in our Philippe's voice is in our palate. Philippe is in our mouth when when um, we're tasting these wines in the winery, um, and to see sort of the fruition of that um, in these glasses is, is pretty special. And and you know, for me, having been in the Rhone world for a little while, it was always people that took Grenache extremely seriously were always down in Paso where it was like, you know, the, the Synquanon or Synequanon and Saxum, you know, Justin and Manfred. <clears throat> but this is, this is like saying, Hey, we're up here in Sonoma and we're doing, we're doing serious fucking Grenache. Like this to me is, and part of it has to do with the, the, the farming of it. And part of it has to do with the winemaking of it. And part of it has to do with the, the presentation of the wines, but this is like, if you like Grenache, this, this is the highest peak. Like you're gonna, and this is actually approachable. Um, I, I get really provincial and, and, and describe the differences between Paso and, 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 yeah. and Sonoma. Let's save that. We'll save that for another show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this is all. That's the beauty of Grenache. Grenache and the sense of place. Grenache and terroir. Yeah, and and, and this is this is this is. Sonoma, Napa, Terroir, North Coast Terroir. But you, you know what I mean, how it's yeah. like we planted a flag here in Sonoma with Pinot and Chard and Cab. Yeah. And and down in Paso, they seem to have planted their flag with Syrah and Grenache yeah. um, at some point. But this is kind of saying, hey, yeah. Um, yeah. check this out. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. And, yeah, please do check it out. Yeah. Check well, your, you're here this check your emails. Yeah. The release is live. Go to the website. If you go to sixteen six hundred winery sixteen six hundred dot com under wines, it's the first listing is is all out of tight right now. And we've just been pouring the nineteens, but then the release of the twenty ones will be at some point this month. Uh, well, this show comes out Friday. The release yes. is Sunday. The twenty-first, Combe's birthday for Philippe's birthday for, for, for Philippe. Yeah. Then stay tuned. We might try and do something uh, on Adutete, which is obviously February twenty-second, two twenty-two. Um, might do some little pickup party tasting extravaganza at the tasting room. Uh, for those in the know, for those in the know, yeah. 
maybe have a Stanley Mass appearance. We'll see. Uh, the 22nd. Yeah. Really? The 22nd. It's a Thursday. So we'll do like kind of an afternoon hangout. Some. some well, can I come? <laughs> yeah, you, you got to buy out of Ted. No. Minimum? Is there a minimum? Three bottles. Uh, one of each. Uh, uh, well, I'm of, just thinking, what a case of wines. You know, four right. of each of these. Stunning. Yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, it's the idea. It's the idea. That's definitely the I, idea. I just ran it's back more from than one of youngest each. to oldest on the Oakville side. On the Oakville side, <laughs> just, I mean, that's my taste. You've you've hit it. This is this is me right yeah. here. Good. Right. Good. Now, now I'm going to do the Rossi. I may have an identity conflict. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, that's that's what that's why we did it. We did well, it. Well, it's you. fun. Yeah. This is the idea. Right? Yeah. So. The wow. Nine, the 19 Rossi's a monster. With the, the oh, I see that Brian's capping, capping these, so I guess I'm not taking any home today. So. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a couple. I imagine that you can <laughs> probably. We're going to have these when we taste the 20. That's the idea. Yeah, we're going to taste yeah. 23s in just a minute. Yeah. We're going to get some lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I want to sort of echo. We, we always end the show with a shout out, but the only shout out is. It was combi. It was combi. Um, Isabel, Isabel, you got a shout out also because we miss you and wish you were here. Phenomenal. Uh, yeah. And, and so excited lady. for all the things you're doing yeah. in, in France and we'll see you soon. Yeah, what's right. going on with her right now? Uh, they are. She's getting her family's property certified uh, regenerative. regenerative yeah, um, she's, and doing great things, making great wines. Yeah. Um, and still gets to come over here and, and, and play with, with us. us and, and now, does she know the Roles? Um, blue. I don't know if directly, but we should make that connection. Yeah. You know, every, uh, they could probably do a lot for her in terms of what her background is. She's just like a diamond, man. Oh, Isabel's great. To, to, to Combi, to, to Isabel. Yeah. Uh, to the, the, the French connection. To the French connection. To the two-headed monster. All the right. two fills. Arutet. Arutet. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, what a great show. Everybody line up. Get right on it. Get, <laughs> you know, the email goes out when? Email goes out email is goes out on Sunday the twenty first. All right. Yeah. That's your availability. How many cases of each? Uh the rose is really limited. 60? Rose we made like sixty and there's really, it says sixty on the bottle. In reality there's 50. there's about forty five cases. Um of the the reds. Uh, I think about 130, 140 cases each. each. So, Phil, I have one last personal question. How many of these do you lay down? How many cases? Well, right now he's laying down about 140, 50 (laughs) cases of each. (laughs) I I, I have a case of each in my cellar so far. All right. Of of the the 18 and 19. Well, then I'm going to take you up on the tasting someday. Okay. Come up to the cellar. Anytime. All righty. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We are the winemakers, and we will take uh, talk to you next week. Enjoy. <laughs>